Welcome, I'm Anastasia Glova bringing you the Cato Daily Podcast. Full and edited versions of our podcasts are available on our website at www.cato.org. In a recent Cato briefing paper, Director of Health and Welfare Studies Michael Tanner voices skepticism about Massachusetts Governor Mitt Romney's health reform plan. While its mandate for universal coverage is bold, Michael believes that the plan will not have its intended effect. What does the Massachusetts health insurance reform entail? There are four major parts to the Massachusetts health insurance reform. The first and most widely discussed is an individual mandate. That is a requirement that everyone who lives in the state must have health insurance. If you don't receive that health insurance from your employer or from the government, then you have to go out and buy it on your own. Failing to do so results in a penalty. Initially, the loss of your personal deduction on your state income tax, and later, a fine equal to one-half the cost of a traditional insurance policy. Second, there are subsidies to enable people to help purchase health insurance. These subsidies range up to people earning as much as $60,000 a year for a family of four. Third is a small but real mandate on businesses who don't offer insurance to their employees. They have to pay a penalty of about $295 a year, and there are some additional penalties as well. And finally, and perhaps most importantly, the health care plan sets up what's called the Massachusetts Health Insurance Connector. This is a form of managed competition, uh, similar to the purchasing pools under the failed 1993 Clinton Health Insurance Plan. These are artificial marketplaces under which insurance is offered uh, in a very constrained set of circumstances on a community-rated basis with government-designed benefits package, and that's what people will be purchasing their health insurance through from now on. Doesn't mandating that workers purchase health insurance help keep health care costs down later? The individual mandate is an attempt to deal with a real problem, that is, free riders on the system. Uh, When you don't purchase health insurance, but later you get sick, someone still has to pay for that cost of care. And if you don't pay for it, it will end up being passed on to taxpayers or to people with insurance. That's the sort of thing they were trying to remedy by creating the individual mandate. The problem is that they are not going to come close to catching all the people that are without insurance. Their enforcement mechanism is very weak. They're going to have a great deal of trouble trying to track down every last individual who lacks health insurance. And the cost for doing this is very high in terms of increased regulation and government control over the system. Essentially, you're setting up a captive marketplace where people can no longer discipline the market by refusing to buy a product if the cost is too high or the quality is too low. What you're going to see almost inevitably is every special interest group in Massachusetts demanding that they be included in the minimum benefit package that will be offered for insurance, that they be covered under the mandate. You're going to see the cost of the mandate rise, and that's going to increase the cost of the subsidies that taxpayers are eventually going to have to pay. Now, I realize it's always dangerous to make slippery slope arguments and to suggest just because we set up government control, the regulation is going to increase. But we're already seeing slipping on this slope. When Governor Romney originally proposed this bill, 
Uh, he suggested that the mandate only apply to a bare-bones insurance policy, something with relatively minimum benefits, high deductibles. By the time the bill reached his desk, all 40 mandated benefits in Massachusetts have been put back in, including such things as hair transplants. So we can only expect to see an orgy of lobbying by special interests to be included in this bill. Several other states are considering similar legislation. How can they improve upon the Massachusetts plan? The Massachusetts plan moves in the wrong direction. Rather than obsessing about how we can expand coverage to more people, we really should be looking at how we can reduce costs and improve quality within the health care system. To do this, what we need is consumer-oriented health care, not more government control, more mandates, and more subsidies. The Massachusetts program is really a form of managed competition, but managed competition is not so much a coherent health care system as it is an oxymoron. You can either have competition or you can have managed government-controlled health care. You can't really have both. You can't be a little bit pregnant on this issue. The ideal solution would be to give more health care dollars back to individual consumers and allow them to make more health care decisions in their own lives. Consumer-oriented health care will force the health care process, the whole health care system from physicians and hospitals to respond to individuals in terms of quality and in terms of cost. Why would consumers be inclined to purchase health care if they have a choice about it and can later just use the emergency room? Well, first we should realize that uncompensated care is a much smaller problem than commonly believed. Nationwide, only about 3 to 5% of all health care spending is for uncompensated care. And Massachusetts is actually at the low end of that curve. Only about 3% of health care spending in Massachusetts is for the type of care that you describe where someone has no health insurance, gets hit by a bus, and ends up in the emergency room. We should also look at why people don't purchase health insurance. Most of those not purchasing health care are basically young and healthy, and for them it's a rational economic decision because health insurance costs a great deal, and it does so because Massachusetts drives up that cost artificially. Massachusetts has what's called community rating. That means individuals must pay the same health insurance premium regardless of whether they're young and healthy or old and sick. Of course, that brings down the cost for the old and sick, but it drives up the cost for that young, healthy person. Uh, Seeing the rising cost of health insurance, they make a very rational decision that they'd rather spend that money uh, on a date Saturday night or a new stereo system or whatever rather than buy health insurance. A much more rational health care reform would have been to do away with community rating, do away with the costly mandated benefits and other regulations that drive up the cost of health care, let the cost of insurance come down, let young people buy a catastrophic insurance policy combined with a health savings account that would be less expensive. Then they will see it's in their financial interest to insure themselves now against a catastrophic expense later on. This has been Cato Daily Podcast. Thank you for listening.